In a world where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. Hey everyone, welcome back to the all new Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, which is brought to you by the very good people at Top Coder. Uh, right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network. We do love our sponsors at OGGN because without them, there is no us. So, uh, and, that, and that is a true statement. There is really no us uh, without, without our sponsors. So we really appreciate them providing the financial support. If you are not familiar with TopCoder, then um, you got to check these guys out because they are, they are one of the, I think they are the pioneer in something called open talent models, which is a really interesting way to help you advance your digital initiatives, which is what this show is all about. And if you want to know more about it, then you can listen to the very first episode, um, not episode not episode zero where I'm just rambling and saying we're going to do a new show, but the, the first real episode where we have Clinton Bonner from Top Coder on there, and he tells a great story about, about what they do. So check that out. Um, also, I got to remind everybody to please leave us a review. I know there's not much to review yet on the show. We're just a few episodes in. So if you want, leave the review or use the review feature to tell us what you think we ought to be doing. Um, good reviews, better reviews. Uh, we take all kinds. And if, uh, and if you think we're not doing something right, then tell us so we can get better. But if you do like it, then leave a good review because then your friends will know that this is worth their time. I am here on the west side of Houston today in the fabulous Canon, um, where we do where we do a lot of our our podcasts when we're able to get together in person. Canon's a great place. If you need a place, if you're in Houston, and you need a place to work. You need to come check out the Canon because this, this place is awesome. But I'm sitting here today with and my, and my guest. I got a fantastic guest who has been in the industry for a long time. She's got a lot of stories and and experience. Um, Joanne Meyer, thank you for. Um, making time today. I really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, Michael. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah. And you're right, the Canon mm. is kind of a cool place. It, it is a cool place. It is. It is. Uh, it's a fun place to be. So, and, and people keep asking me, and you asked me this when you got here, how do you sign up for this? Like, how do you use it? And, um, and the answer is, I don't know. So I'm going to find out so that in the future when people ask me, how do, you, how do you sign up for this place? But it's very cool. So Joanne and I are going to talk today... Um, um, actually, so we have kind of a fun story and um, with kind of a surprise ending. So I'm not going to give away too much about it, but it is in the spirit of oil and gas digital doers, meaning we want to hear the stories of people that are doing We don't want the digital not doers. We want to talk about digital doers, about people who are having success with their digital initiatives. And, um, and uh, what is it that the, she says in the intro to this show? I think she says, um, uh, moving forward and planting flags. So that's what we want to, that's, the, that's what we want to hear about. And we want to hear about what works and what doesn't work and what people should be doing. So Joanne has a great story about that. But before we get to that, why don't let's talk a little bit about you. And I have to say that 
we were kind of just catching up because it's been a few years, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to remember. Joanne and I tried, we, we did some work together once, or we tried to do some work together once. So probably been, that was in 14-ish, maybe 15 15, right before yeah. things yeah. didn't look so good. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Which that's made what, it difficult. That's why we never did any. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what, but we, were, we tried, though. Yeah. So it's been, it's been however many years that yeah. is. Um, so... Uh, just a quick about like your background and you know what wh where did you come from and what are you doing now? Yeah. So I'm a petroleum engineer by degree, um, but I really spent about half of my almost 30 years with upstream oil and gas companies in operations management. Right. I've done everything. Somebody has to run the show. That's right. Right. Um, I've done everything from be a roustabout as a summer intern to um, a, a, a first-line supervisor, production foreman, to a manager of operations, and ultimately I was a business unit vice president over onshore, offshore, primary, secondary, tertiary, all kinds of good experience. Wow. But I will have to say, I think what I'm probably most grateful for in that experience is that I, I had a first-hand um, experience with companies that were on either end of a spectrum, whether you wanted to look at an age of the company, size of the company, culture. And in those instances, I had an opportunity to see how they were trying to change and grow uh, their digital capabilities. And so I had some really amazing um, uh, opportunities to see the good stuff, maybe not quite so mm -hmm. good stuff, and, and learn from that. And that kind of actually led me to what I do now with my company, Provise Consulting, which is really around change. Uh, we call it activating change. So whether or not you're trying to... Like that, activating change. Yep, and yeah. whether you want to improve your productivity, you want to uh, uh, and get some better bottom line results, you want to align your team, you want to get a culture that's a little more inclusive and respectful... It's all about change, and so that's what we uh, we try to, to help companies do. Perfect. So um, it's just kind of funny that the the thirty year industry veteran is the one out there teaching people how to change. But I guess <laughs> I guess you're the right person to do it because because uh, you know because um, that that we keep talking about this great crew change, but it hasn't really happened yet, from what I can tell. I mean, maybe it's starting to happen, but there's still quite a few people out like active in the industry that have been there for a long time for a long time right yeah. So, yep lots of new new folks and uh, still lots of folks that have been around for a while yeah do, do you see that um so when you're helping companies with change one of the things that when we sit around on podcasts we like to talk about one is is um is the coming is kind of the the, the i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say clashing i'm gonna say splashing together of sort of the the old crew the and the new crew, and and, yeah. and and we like to say like, like like they don't really relate to each other because the 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 new crew like thinks about things differently and expects a different experience at work. Like, is that uh, these are the things we pontificate about on things yeah. like podcasts and live streams? Yeah. But is that really what what it's like out there? I think I think there's some real generational differences. Yeah, I I don't think they're bad. I don't think one is good or bad or whatever. But I think there are some real differences. Right. I think there's a lot of value on both sides to trying to understand yeah. that other side because there's there's good stuff yeah. on, uh, on on both sides. And uh, you know, I think what's really kind of nice is, and particularly when we think about the the digital capabilities, you know, in all honesty, many times when I have in my career uh, in consulting have talked to companies about 
uh, the vision of what digital could do for them. Um, being able to have concrete examples really helps sometimes. Sure. And I'll tell you, these younger folks, you know, they're the ones that can give us some really great examples, right? Yeah. It yeah. might not be oil and gas related specifically, right. but they get it. Well, that's, yeah, that's an interesting thing too. So we'll have to, we'll have to table these things for another episode because I don't want to derail. But, but another thing that comes up frequently is that it, it appears that for the first time, maybe ever, people in the oil and gas industry are kind of open to understanding how people are solving problems in other industries, other places, and they're open to learning from that, which didn't used to really be the case, right? So I don't know if you're, if you're running into that, but I've had quite a few people who have said, yeah, we're, we're kind of interested to know how are they handling these kinds they, of data mm-hmm. issues in other yeah. places. Yeah, I, no, I think so. Yeah, I think that's so. been happening for a while, but obviously different companies sure. and people. Yeah, go about that differently. Different, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so let's so so back to the main thing. Um, you, I was I was watching you on a webinar recently where you valiantly carried off an entire <laughs> hour of talking all by yourself. <laughs> I think you're saying I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me clarify. They told you to talk for an hour, <laughs> and I did, and you did, and it was and it was good. It was really and it was interesting. I liked it. But one of the things that you told in there was uh, that I think is very relevant to the theme of this show is you talk. You told this story of. The, a tale of two companies, right? <laughs> and and in my mind, one of those companies is what I would, you know, in the spirit of this show, what, one of those companies was a digital doer, and the other one was a digital not doer. And um, and I know in the, I know in my little spiel at the beginning, I said we don't want to hear about the not doers, but in this case, it's interesting <laughs> to look at the contrast between the two. So so just kind of. To tell that story okay. uh, the way that you okay yeah. um, exactly in all exactly the same words yeah. that you used before <laughs> yeah exactly the same words okay <laughs> no, no. so um, you know Michael as you said um, so it's really the story of uh, two companies on their kind of a digital journey and the different approach that they took um, the the other thing I, I want to be clear of is these companies were using the same technology so there's not a big difference in technology right. so so you had company one and in company one. Um, you had a business unit vice president and uh, got the official report, a monthly performance report one afternoon, and uh, knew that the next morning um, the VP was going to be in a conversation with his peers mm-hmm. and also the CEO of the company. They have a weekly operational meeting. And uh, on this report, it showed that production was down the previous month from the month prior. And so uh, the VP knew that that, that that was going to be important to be able to talk about why. So uh, the VP sits down at the desk, you know, uh, logs into an intranet site, a web page that was called Standardized Metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, looked around because the question was, why is production down? And the VP knew that there wasn't an easy place to go look at production directly. Right. But there was a place to go see how maintenance spending was. Um, and the VP knew that a lot of times when maintenance spending is up, things are down, like equipment, and production is down. Right. So the VP logged in, uh, went to the business unit, uh, clicked on a few things, and to say, you know, was production down all across in all of the geographic areas, all of the fields, or was it just one area? Very quickly could see it was just in one field uh, operational area. Yeah. Clicked on that, um, you know, clicked a little bit, and could see that it was in actually just one process in that particular area 
And so, and what they could see, it's not the production, what they could see is that the expenditures, the dollars that were spent that month were much higher in this one particular region. Right, okay. And that those dollars uh, were not good dollars. They weren't proactive dollars. They weren't preventative dollars. They were reactive. Right. So that means something was broken. So very quickly, the VP, in about five minutes, knew the field, where the issue, where the, what the field was, and where the issue was in the process. Uh, so now picked up the phone, had a conversation with that, the, So you just said that very matter-of-factly, yeah. but that was, that, that's quite, uh, what you just said describes an amazing scenario it in a lot of places, right? It was huge to be able to say, here's the challenge, here's yeah. the result, and here are the activities the where and the how right. that drove that result. And very quickly, like in the morning before the meeting. Yes. Right? Right. Not, not yeah. like, let me look into this and I'll get back to you later. Let me week. let me get a team together and have some people right. go look at this. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Tiger team. You need a tiger yeah. team. No, yeah. very quickly. Picked up <laughs> yeah. the phone, called the manager of operations and said, hey, give me a little context here. You know, and right. instead of arguing about whether or not the data was right and, yeah. and what was going on. They were both looking at the same data. They knew what was going on. And so the manager of operations said, look, here's the deal. Here's what we've done to keep it from happening again. So that's, that's big. That's yeah. big. Okay. So in 30 minutes. So, 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 then, so then what happened next? All right. So then uh, uh, company two, um, the executive vice president, was, uh, had been looking at, at, uh, at results for, uh, you know, for a couple couple of years and said, you know what, I can see what's going on here, but I really don't have like a five-year picture. And I'm wondering, is my cost structure growing? You know, is, is it just not one-off costs that the, uh, my, my, peer, my uh, direct reports come and tell me when my expenses are up, they just say, well, it's a one-off this or a one-off yeah, that. Right. I'm trying to figure out. Is Won't that happen case? again, we promise. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. is it a structural thing that's going on? And so um, what this executive vice president did is he put together a little team they had a financial person on there to help get data. They had an operations person, kind of knew what was going on in operations. And they had um, a planning the person, did, you know, right. okay? And he said, okay, you guys uh, go and come back. So six weeks later, these three people come back with the results. And they say, here's what's going on. Uh, yes, your kind of base cost structure appears to be about $800 million larger now than it was five years ago. And it feels like a lot. It's a, yeah, yeah. And, but it was a big company. But right. yeah, it's still but a lot. That's yeah. Not, yeah. It's measurable, right? It's, it's, a bill, it's almost that's that's almost a, like yeah. You can round that to a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah. 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 And what they also found out is that, and they said, and about seventy-five-ish percent of that is maintenance costs, and um, and so wow. and so the VP, the obvious next question was, well. Is it so preventive or is, is it, yeah, it react, is it right. good stuff? Because we've launched this right. effort to improve our equipment reliability and all. Right. Uh, is it good stuff or is, is everything fall, failing out there? And unfortunately, the, the team came back and said, well, we don't know. <laughs> and neither do you. Right. Because, Which is already a problem. Yeah, right, because yeah. your planning department has been telling everyone that most of that increase is due to this preventative strategy that's going on and all the additional work. Yeah. But the person that actually owns that functionally says maybe it's 30%. And that was six weeks later, three people off and uh, on. Right, right. And, 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 it's, and, and you don't have factual information, but, so you're, you've got, but you've got somebody who's got a front row seat 
looking at the data the Insane. best you can, trying to look into it. And uh, it was even difficult, you know. You, they thought a little bit of it was in you know, one part of the world and a little bit of it was something else. Right. But, but really struggled to be able to link costs to the activities that were driving Interesting. those costs. So, um, so that's, that's not good, right? And, and um, I think, um, and that's not good on a whole a bunch of different fronts, right? In comparison to your first story, well, well, we had to put a team together. The team had to go off and spend some time. Um, even after we did that, we're not sure really about the data. There's still unanswered questions. And but but the worst thing is surprise. Your your cost structure doesn't look anything like what you thought it did. Okay, yeah, it's right. Real. And it's and it's yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. So 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 that so in my mind, the first company is um, the company um, that would be. And you mentioned, at the, I want to reiterate that you said they have the same technology. Yeah. So presumably the same software and data yep, and all that. Yep. They got all the yep. same stuff, right? So this is very interesting because one of the things that we talk about in terms of digital transformation is, you know, it's not, uh, is, is success isn't tied only to picking the right tools, but it's how do you actually implement them and get the value out of them. And of course, nowadays, um, time to value is very important, right? We don't have the tolerance to go off on these multi-year projects, building new systems and things yeah. like that. So, um, so now, so, so I think the, the first example is, is fantastic. Those are the kind of companies we want to, like, like whoever did that, we need to be doing what they do. Now, here is, uh, and I'm going to do the Paul Harvey thing with, like, the rest of the story, right? The rest of the story is, when did this happen, you know? So, uh, the rest of the story is, um, I was the business unit vice so, president so in the you, first story. Right, yeah. And, you were um, very clever. You said he when you yeah, told the story. I know, story, I know, because yeah, I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. And the other thing is, I was the operations person in the second company right. on that team. I, well, and the first one. And the first one happened, um, you know, at 2006, five, 6-ish, maybe so, a little earlier. So we're talking something like, what year is this, 2021? So it's like 15 years ago, yeah. before we even were using the words digital transformation. Um, and yet the story is exactly what we want yeah. to be doing now. We'll... Um, um, we won't give away the names of the company. We won't tell about the we won't tell about the undoer, yeah. the not yeah. doer company. Yeah. But I think the I think the doer company. Um, so the doer and the not doer um, is can we can we, we can we talk about that company? Uh, right? Sure. Let's get let's give let's give them a little kudos because I think yeah. what they did was amazing. That was Era Energy. Yeah, it was right? Era Energy. And, yeah. Um, which was a was a JV, right? From, well, actually, it was it was a uh, wholly owned uh, limited liability corporation, um, and it was uh, put together in 1997. And um, um, it is wholly owned by Shell and ExxonMobil. Right. Yeah. So, but, but as I recall, and, and I remember this from years ago when you and I talked, I remember you said something about part of, like, the DNA or the culture or what was baked into the mentality era was that they wanted to be a modern, advanced, right, sort of, like, they, they really set out. So what we now call digital transformation, they didn't have those words, yeah. but that was kind of their their mindset. Yeah, right? I, I, you know, I, I often say, um, you know, I, w I was very fortunate to be in, in the, that place, that, you know, the right place at the right time. I think there was a tremendously visionary CIO. Yeah. Um, and 
uh, I always say I, his name was David Walker. Give him a plug. We had a real love-hate relationship because you were an operations. I was an operations person, and yeah. so what are you spending all my money on? Right. So you on thought IT? all this stuff was a great idea? I, no, oh no. <laughs> I was like, give me a break here. What do you, you know? Um, but when I had the experience that I described as Company One and other experiences like that, I recognized it totally changed the way I right. worked right. and how much more effective. Um, that it was, and, and so I, I give a lot of credit to David. There's another gentleman I, I need to give a lot of credit to, and his name is uh, Luanga Yonke. And um, Luanga was the data person. I mean, way before anybody thought about having data quality and data and all that. Data science. Data, yeah. I mean, you know, just way before. But, you know, data is everything. Right. I, you know, it is the garbage in, garbage out, right? right, right. You know, if, if I had sat down that day at the keyboard and clicked a couple of times and, and uh, recognized what was coming out was worthless, right? If it wasn't helping right. me understand, it would have been worthless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing I, I like to say, I think, that, that, that ERA did well is I like to say there was no place to hide. Mm. Because the CIO... That's a little different from the usual culture in this industry. The CEO yeah. and the COO at the time were all very aligned. And so just because Joanne did not want to have her best engineer involved up front in the early right. planning of this, just didn't hold any water. Yeah. And then after the fact... Um, if I had problems and I didn't really want to do all this stuff, there was no place for me to go, go hide. Yeah. I, I, ever, they were all perfectly aligned, so I couldn't pit one against the other. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I have to give them a, a lot is, of credit. Yeah, but, but what you're describing, so when, we, when we're trying to um, put together this puzzle of what makes somebody successful, what makes a company successful with, you know, what we now today call digital transformation, which is which what they were doing then is virtually the same thing. Um, part of that success is that leadership alignment, right? Like if we're, if we're putting together our recipe for how do you succeed, and that was going to be the next thing that I, I wanted to, um, to talk about, which is you saw that happen um, years ago. Uh, it's a perfect template almost in some respects. Um, now you're working with companies today on a consulting basis. So how do we take all of that success that they had and, and how do we like bring it forward to today and try to package it into some nuggets of goodness for companies that are, that are struggling to move yeah. these things forward? Well, there's, um, you know, I think there's a, a couple of things. There's a really great article that came out in 2020. Um, no, 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 it wasn't. Maybe, I don't know, 2019 or 2020. Yeah, or, 2020 was the no, year 2021. that didn't happen. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. Know, something. <laughs> um, it was in the Wall Street Journal. Um, and it, 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 it's entitled, The Many Ways That Companies Waste Money with um, Tech Spending. And there's a... <laughs> well, it's a long article, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, but there's a Gartner VP. His name is James Anderson. I don't know James. But he said, one of the biggest ways that companies waste money is that they're not using business metrics to influence their investments. They are listening to people. Mm. And if you go back to the example that I gave you, a real key to being able to get value from this technology right. had to do with these metrics sure. that were easily available, had good data behind them. Right. And so um, that that's <laughs> one thing. Um, the other thing is uh, it is not a technology issue usually. I'm not going to say you can't go buy some technology that's not good. Right. But in general, there's a lot of high 
high-quality technology products available to us. Right. And so there's another article, an uh, HBR article, a Harvard Business Review article. Right. Um, that talks. This is, is this, this is the airplane one, yes, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's do the airplane about, one. Um, that the di- it's, it's entitled, The Digital Transformation Comes Down to <coughs> Talent in Four Areas. Okay. And so, and they uh, talk about those four areas as if they are four parts of an airplane. Okay, good. Yeah. So I, I remember this part from your, from your talk. Yeah. So let's, so let's, yeah. Okay. So what are and the so four what parts? they say is, if you think about a digital transformation uh, being an airplane, the engine will be your technology. Got it. Okay. Okay. However, um, you know, there's no reason to have an engine or an airplane unless you know where you that, where it is that you want to go. Oh, hold on now. Now you're putting way too many, <laughs> way too many constraints. So okay, so, so we not we so, want to know where so we're going. So in, in this in instance, right, right, it's not the beach somewhere, yeah. beautiful beach. It's this place of better performance, yeah, right? You're yeah. trying to get some place where you perform better. And so what they say is that the plane's guidance system. What's mm. going to keep you on track and get you to that place of better performance? Um, those are your processes. And I think that's a little different than just thinking about many times people talk about you need to link it to a business objective. These guys, which is Thomas Redmond and Thomas Davenport, say you need to link it to the process of how you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, the, that's interesting. So the process is... Um when we talk about rolling out new technology, and of course now we call everything digital, um, we always, and this is one of the things that the, the that all the big consulting companies continuously say is, uh, you know, the people that and the research companies that write all the all the publications, they say we need to like we need to be reinventing our processes, we need to be reimagining our workflows, we need to be, um, and so I think there's a lot. My sense is there's a lot of thought going into reinventing the stuff, but that's not the guidance part, right? Like the guidance, the guide, right? Like the guidance is just yeah. simply, you know, it, can can I uh, can I point this thing and can I point this thing in direction and the and it actually travels that way, yeah, right? It's the very right. simplest. Well, and it's and it's a continuous feedback of. You, yep. your guidance system doesn't point you in a direction and then and then go to sleep. Right. Right. And so that's where that metrics piece comes in, right? Is if yeah. I set my guidance system and I've got to travel however far I got to travel, you know, the, the the metrics then help me identify am I making progress? Do I need to course correct? You know, right. is it getting me and and the other thing, um, am I building some momentum? Right? If you can't even you know, I think the uptake and adoption is something that gets in the way of digital transformation a lot, right? Is just even understanding, right. are people using this thing? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that, I, in fact, on a, we recent, there's a recent uh, episode on um, one of the other podcasts that I host, the Oil and Gas Tech Show, which some people may be familiar. And I had uh, my, my, my Wipro, for, well, he's formerly Wipro, my uh, Amod Mandrakar, and we did a whole episode on adoption because, uh, so he works for large consulting companies out there working with, with people in oil and gas all the time. And yeah, it all comes down to are the people actually using it? Did you create something that, you know, and, and forcing them to use it isn't necessarily yeah. the, right, yeah. the right answer. So. And, and there's another piece of the airplane which really speaks to that. Oh, and yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we left we'll off get of, to that one. Yeah. 
But then if you think about this engine, and so now if we say we've got a guidance system and we've got some a dashboard that's telling us if we're getting close or if we need to course correct or if anybody's even even using this stuff. The other thing is I don't need an engine to get me somewhere if I don't have enough fuel. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, if yeah. I got to travel a thousand miles and I got right. fuel to get me just a little ways, that doesn't help me much. Sure. Right? Right. right. And Redmond and Davenport say data is your fuel. Hmm. And so you better be sure that you've got the data to actually put in this engine yeah. uh, to track you, follow the directions that the guidance system is trying to get you to. Yeah, it's a good analogy because you can't just put any fuel in any engine, right? Um, you yeah. can't put, I mean... You've got to have enough and you've got to have the right kind. Like, you, like I can't like pour crude oil into my car. Yeah. It's not going to, like it has to go through this process Processed of being it. refined yeah. And, yeah. and produced. Same thing with data. You have to... So you have to not only have the data, but you have to like know that you have the right data and that it's the right time right. and the, and the, it's and good the correlation quality stuff. And, the, yeah. and the relationships yeah. and the data and things and like I, that. And I think, and I, I think company two, this was a big lacking for them. Yeah. So what? So what was the? So sometimes it's helpful to look not only at what works, but what didn't work. Yeah. So what? So I think company two spent a lot of money, got some great technology. And perhaps even had a vision of yeah. you know, where, where we want to go. But I don't think they did a very good job of linking how that technology was going to enable them to get to that particular place. And as a result of that, they had not identified the data that was going to be needed so they could actually have some metrics to help them understand if they were making progress, if they had uptake, if if they had any momentum so that seems like i mean it's not un it's not counterintuitive to think that you need all that so how, why do people miss that um well i you know um like it's not I think that mysterious least, it's not mysterious is it because it's too hard no i think it at least one issue is is how people organize themselves. So a lot of times your organizations, the P&L authority in an organization is vertically. It comes from the verticals. It mm -hmm. comes from business right. units, it, it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of times I think strategies and improvement efforts, it's not like we just need to get better at our equipment reliability in one location. Right. I think it's tough, but I think having these a, a horizontal process, yeah, and then you can have an ownership of some kind. I don't say you have to create a totally, but you got to have somebody who says, okay, if I'm going, my better place is greater equipment reliability, and it looks like this. Yep. Here's the data I'm going to need to measure whether or not I'm making any progress. Yeah, And so if I think something around some data and the standardization around that data, I, I, I think that was a, a bit of a miss. There was no one owning after the project, right? After a big IT project, there was no one owning the actual use of this and the measurement as, as to whether or not it's helping us get there. Right. I think... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on my sh shoulder uh, because it's it's apparently moving day today at the Canon. Somebody's <laughs> moving an office, and so that's why we have a little bit more cart 
transportation noise than usual. Life but, noise, but it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's always something. So, I, so you, it's an interesting point, which is, um, and I'm going to say, uh, I've been saying this a lot lately, which is it seems like, and I've said this on some of the live streams that we've done and things, is it seems like no matter what topic we tackle in this industry is we always come around to these two subjects, and I'm going to add a third one to it. Um, we always end up, doesn't matter what we start out talking about, we always end up talking about culture. We always end up talking about data. Um, we've talked about both of those so far today. And there is this pesky silo problem that just always keeps like, you know, showing up in various ways. And it's not, and everybody knows it. Like, like if you walked up to somebody who was a, an experienced person in the oil and gas in, in, in leadership and said, hey, do you know you have a problem with silos in this industry? They would say, um, well, they would use a particular expression. Like, this is a family yeah. show, so I can't yeah. say what they would say. But, but, but uh, like we know that, yeah. right? But it continues to be, yeah. and, and so that like that horizontal process that you described yeah. with an owner that can see it all the way across, yeah. and it doesn't matter what what it is, whether it's data or whether it's a workflow or whatever it is, that that's so easy to say and it's so difficult to do. Yeah, and is that changing? Are we I, like we've been talking about I, it for a long time? And I, and there's there's a reason it, it, it it's hard. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. And I, it was it was an error, I, yeah. and I'm not going to try to tell you, you know, that it wasn't. Right. But I, I think we were able to see some benefit as the business unit vice president. Fifteen minutes, I knew a whole lot about what yeah. was going on. So right, you you do that a couple of times, and you're building some momentum that says this tension between the P and L and the dollars and the barrels and building a stronger, yeah. getting yeah. better to capability. That tension is a good thing. Right. Not a bad thing. So, so it's solvable. You have to have enough um, incentive, right? You, you have, have to, to, see, you that, have to yeah. see that it's worth yeah. solving. Yeah. And I, I wonder if sometimes the reason that, that, that it, it, it is so difficult and, and people don't uh, a little more uh, aggressively kind of go down that path is because, bless their hearts, they, they, they haven't been able to experience some of the goodness that comes right. from if that. Right. If you don't, I mean... Yeah. Sure, and you were you were kind of at that point. Yeah, whatever oh, that was, right? I, I, you, I, you, you know, said you said what, what the heck are you doing, David? You got my people. I, I got you know I, I got a pipeline. I got to maintain. I got you know what what the heck are you doing on my people, right? Right. Yeah. And and um, absolutely. But you became a believer. I, you know, give me fifteen minutes to tell me what's wrong with my performance last last month, and I'm a believer. And you're all yeah, yeah yeah that's fantastic. Okay, so that I'm looking at the clock. We're sort of reaching that point where okay. we should we should wrap up. Okay. Um, so and, the one uh, last piece that we have to talk about is the landing gear. Oh, we didn't talk about the landing and gear. And that's oh, yeah. and that's just Please. and that's Go just ahead. from yeah. a chance. That's yeah, just yeah. and yeah. that's the so that's the the the, the fourth piece. If uh, you've got technology is your engine, you got data is your fuel, you got your guidance system is your process. Last but not least, being uh, over your targeted area, thirty thousand feet in the air doesn't get you there. You got to land, and that's all <laughs> yeah. around change. Yeah. And I'll just say, you know, I'll wrap uh, that up. Right? Okay. So the the, the cultural and the change management, yep. organizational change, and all that. Yeah. And, and I'll just kind of wrap that up to say, you know, I, number one, uh, you can't quit when the project is over. Yeah. When all the coding and all the wires are connected, right, and you've sure. had your big launch, that's your value is going to come much after that. And the other thing is. It's not just about the organization. It's got to be about helping people actually do something different. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, that's the, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. And it can't, and I think something that we've been learning too in this whole digital transformation journey is if you roll out a solution that helps one person do their particular job better, 
that's great, but you haven't really transformed the company, yeah. right? It has yeah. to be kind of like you were saying before, yeah. across all these things. And um, um, I like the, the airplane analogy. Uh, it's, a, it's really good. It's good. And all of that is very, um, you know, it's funny. All of that, we like the one part of that that was the technology was the engine, which was the first thing you mentioned. And that was all we said about that. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then we go on and, and, yeah. I, and the rest of it. And I, and I know that it was, the story was much easier to tell in your webinar when you didn't have somebody interrupting you, but, <laughs> um, but, but it was, but just sitting here, you know, telling it to me, all of those different subjects prodded, you know, all sorts of thoughts in my mind. And, and what about that? And how does yeah. this, right. When you said the technology, I was like, yep, check. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. and then we moved on. So it's an interesting, yeah. uh, interesting thing yeah. to see. So we are, um, we are kind of at that point where I actually I would love to keep talking about this and maybe maybe we come back and do a part two episode um, to dig into some of these things a little bit more. But if we keep talking now, there's always the possibility that somebody's going to change the channel. So <laughs> so we'll wrap up. But thank you for um, making time. What if people want to learn more about you or Provise Consulting? Uh, how do they? What do they do? Well, um, Provise Consulting is at www.provisconsulting.com. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Provise is the word revise. Right. With a P in front of it. Yeah. Um, talk a lot about activating change there. Um, also, I'm on LinkedIn. Please yep. look me up there, you Joanne are. Meyer. You are. Uh, That's how I refound you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no E. Uh, at, at Joanne right, and right, two E's right, and Meyer. Two E's and Meyer. <laughs> we will put all that in the show notes Great. as well, and um, so people can connect if they want to. Great. But thank you thank again. You. I'm gonna. I know. Uh, um, I'm going to get you on your way here. I got a few things I just need to say to wrap up, and okay. then and that'll be it for today. Uh, as always, we want to say a big thank you to our sponsor. Um, we love our sponsors. I said that already. This sponsor is Top Coder. Um, Top Coder is a new sponsor sponsoring a new show. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of great uh, hopes for this show. We have a lot. There's a great vision for it. So check out Top Coder and uh, see what they can do to help you with all of this uh, executing your they. They, they've got some ability to help you do things really fast. So take a look at topcoder.com. Also, remember that you can connect with OGGN on our website. Um, we also have a LinkedIn group. We also have the OGGN street team, which if you're not involved with the OGGN street team, the only question I have is why not? Because it's a great thing to do. It's a great way to get involved and, um, and you know, do something, get, get out get out and do something and, and, and uh, do something for the industry and have some fun. Helps us out a lot. So you can join up uh, with the street team on LinkedIn. There's a group for that. Also, you can also sign up for our uh, mailing list and find out about all the new events we got and the new programs. We're getting back into the live event business as well. We might have something cooking for OTC. I can't say too much about that, but, but we are getting back into the live event business. So look at all the OGDN events and new stuff coming out. It's a bunch. Um, as always, thank you to our audio wizard, Mr. Emin Fikich in the faraway land of Bosnia. He makes us all sound great. And, um, and, and I don't know what we, 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 he's, he, he does what he does and he makes us, he takes out all the parts that you're not supposed to hear <laughs> and he gets all these episodes out on time. So he does a fantastic job. And, uh, also thank you to our producer, Savannah Wilson, who is now going to tell you about the events on deck. Hey everybody, it's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for May 2021. 
This month, we have four events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our online events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our in-person event, which is the 20 YPO's Networking Mixer at the Houston Club on May 25th. Next, we have our three online events, the Post-Industrial Summit Series from May 4th to June 22nd, the Data Fabric and Data Ops webinar on May 5th, and the Maritime Career Day hosted by Women Offshore on May 21st. Other than these events, OGDN has a live stream this month titled Identifying and Evaluating Advantage Oil Projects on May 5th. So make sure to check that out on our Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com for more information. You can also find more information about that or any of the live streams or events we have coming up also on Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for May. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.